This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank 777 Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. Announcements, you guys. We hit 2,000 listens on the podcast this weekend. I'm so excited. It grew literally 1,000 listens since last week, and I can't even believe it. This community has grown so much. I am so very excited, and I'm so thankful. There have been questions rolling in, so I think that as of maybe next weekend, we are going to start having a question and answer segment And I would love some feedback on if you guys would want that before the guest airs or if you want that after the guest airs. Give me your opinion. You can message me on Instagram. The Coven of Rejects one still isn't up and ready. So you can message me on my personal one, Gemini underscore goddess 420. And you can let me know any questions that you have too. I am going to start posting on my Instagram stories Every Friday, probably asking you if you have questions or things that you specifically want discussed on the podcast that week. And I'll give you guys a little bit more control over that. You can also follow me on TikTok, which is Gemini underscore goddess 420. And follow the Coven of Rejects Facebook page, you guys. It's Coven of Rejects. I'm going to start doing that monthly giveaway that I was telling you guys about. That page is still growing. The giveaway is live right now. You guys can get an entry by tagging two friends in the post about the giveaway and sharing it as well. I'm so excited. And then we also added a bunch of stuff to the merch store. So now, what's that Ouija board thing called? I think it's called the planchette. But we have one of those and it says Weed G. It's got a cannabis leaf on it. It's got two crescent moons on it. Um, That is on the back of a shirt. And then the front of the shirt is a cannabis leaf that says Coven of Rejects. And then that also comes in sweatpants and a hoodie. We dropped a new mug. We've got just some cute cute things on there some more 420 friendly things and the new mug design kind of reminds me of silence of the lambs the moths and i just freaking love it i can't even tell you guys so without further ado i want to introduce this week's guest to you guys we have ambrosia the witch and for those of you who do not already follow her on tiktok and are interested in learning about spell work and learning how to make your spells more potent and um, thinking outside of the box with them and being really intention-based magic, this is going to be 
the guest for you. She is going to talk about hexes gone wrong, about how to make your spells not only be powerful, but also stick. And she is just an incredible person for education and just for friendship. So please, as always, make sure that you guys check out the description at the end of the episode so that you guys can go and follow her and keep up with everything that she has going on. I think you guys will learn so much. So without further ado, here is Ambrosia the Witch. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. I feel like I'm going to be talking with an Australian accent by the time. That by the time we finish this, <laughs> oh god, I hope it's not yeah too distracting. No, I love it when you said "good to go." I could just hear it in your voice. Good to go. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I I'm really excited to talk to you. You actually practice in the way that I wish I practiced, like. You know all the herbs to do and all the spell to do and um. Uh, just you give so much energy and when you respond to people I call it clapping back on you know your videos on TikTok when people (laughs) say something you are so like you're kind about it but also like f you at the same time and condescending (laughs) yeah and I I dig it that is my preferred um clap back method the condescension but you can't it's it's so hard to come back to because I'm being nice and I'm being factual um but I'm also being a bitch <laughs> <laughs> bitchy women are my favorite I gotta tell you however you have to serve it I like bitchiness on a platter yeah well sometimes <laughs> it's just required it's it's <laughs> just the way it is <laughs> I've noticed that your your videos also get taken very literally. Um, specifically, I have two in mind. One of them, you hexed your own self. Uh-huh. Um, and I saw that, and I've never done a hex on somebody before. I mean, I've thought about it a lot, but I knew that I wasn't educated in enough to, to do it because I would have messed it up, and... I felt like I could give myself more forgiveness with my practice now after I saw you like, you guys, look, I hexed my own self when I did this. This is how I'm fixing it. You took total accountability. And um, for those that didn't watch, I would love if you shared what happened, what your intent was, what came out of it and how you fixed it. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) this one hurt my pride a little bit. I have to be honest. (laughs) As, a, as an experienced practitioner, hexing yourself is pretty, um, pretty much a beginner um, thing to do. But so essentially, um, I, I had the bright idea. So I do this one hex. Um, it's not always the same one, but I do it every year to this particular person. It's a tradition. Oh. And so this year came around, and I'm and I'm on TikTok now. So I thought, you know what? Why don't I, why don't I share this? Um, and so I filmed, uh, so when I'm filming my workings, I don't think about it. I set the camera up behind me and I, and I don't think about it again um, because you need to concentrate. So I did the hex, uh, the, the first part of it. And the last part was the spit and stomp. <laughs> and for that, I changed location. So I broke my concentration, uh, went over to the grass, threw the banana down, spat on it, stomped it out. Um, and afterwards I was like, okay, yeah, cool. 
I was talking to Sarah the Fauna Witch, who's also a creator on TikTok, and she was asking some questions about it. She's like, oh, you spat on it. That was really interesting because the last time I used it um, in a hex, I hexed myself. So how do you get around that? And so I explained the difference between DNA and RNA and its activation. And she's like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Within 20 minutes of that, um, the side of my neck started to get hot and then itchy and then burning. <laughs> and I just knew immediately that I had fucked it up. And Sarah has this funny way of um, like tapping into what's going on without actually realizing that she's <laughs> telling me the future things. She told me that I'd fucked it up without even realizing it. And so I immediately um, sent her a video of what had happened and um, that the fact that I obviously did not concentrate enough when I spat on it. And so I did use my DNA. I locked the hex to myself and not the person that I intended to. And so then I was like, what do I like? I was more like, what should I do? Like, should I share this? Should I like let people know? Because that hex is now potentially dangerous if somebody tries to do it and I haven't really explained it. Um, and she was like, yeah, I think maybe this is a teachable moment. <laughs> so I, um, so I made the video uh, showing the damage to me, uh, the fact that that should happen to the other person and how to fix it, um, which was really lucky. It started raining um, and the hex I did is nothing. It wasn't anything too permanent um it was more like a it's a it's a 24 hour sort of thing and uh yeah washed it off and uh that was that so uh can I tell you my favorite part <laughs> what? my favorite part was you showing these boils on your neck mm -hmm. and going this was supposed to happen to his dick and not to me <laughs> it was. and I died and was like I have to have her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, uh, I um, yeah, it should have been his dick, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, um, because uh, somebody was like, "Did you get bitten by something?" And I was like, "No." You're all no magic gone wrong. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, people were surprised to see the effects um so quickly. And to that, I think um the explanation is that you know I was so close to it, um it may not have hit that other person instantaneously and it still wasn't instantaneously like it was a good hour or so after after the working um yeah it was <laughs> it definitely hurt my pride uh but as you said I had people reach out and say you know what it's so good to see the other side of it because there's a lot of practitioners who kind of act like their shit works all the time 100 percent uh, and it's just not the case. And it's really easy to muck something up, especially if you're playing with baneful workings. Yeah. And it makes this, what am I trying to say? It makes it intimidating for, you know, the, I don't like to call them baby witches, the new witches or mm -hmm. the people just coming into their power. They feel intimidated because everybody doing it on TikTok is so perfect and they've got it down and they know every herb to use and they know whatever. And really, mm -hmm. a lot of us are researching every time we're going to do something, what the correct herb to do is, what the correct spell for this would be, and then figuring out how to make it ourselves and learning from trial and error. And you yeah. were so honest and vulnerable with that. Yeah, I think uh, I, that's what I try to do. I try to be as 
authentic as possible. Um, and I want to teach real witchcraft because uh, one of the reasons that I felt uh, compelled to get on TikTok at all was because some of the shit I was seeing was just bullshit. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll, um, I'll see if anybody cares and I'll try. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that's going out on social media in general where people are like, oh, I practice. And you know, those of us who actually practice see it and we're like, this is a huge misrepresentation okay. and people that don't know, you know, obviously don't know. And so yeah. they think, and so then they judge everybody who practices off of this one thing, or they think that everybody practices the same. And that's simply not true. No, the biggest gripe I have is seeing all of the, seeing it oversimplified. So you put this on a candle or you sprinkle this in a jar and you're going to have this. And how? Tell, like, tell me how that works. I'll wait because it's not that simple. That's just correspondence. You're corresponding the properties of the thing you're rubbing on the candle or putting in the jar. And that's, that's one component of it. But how are you activating that? Um, how are you getting that to work? Like there's no talk about the energy required to actually get your fucking workings to work. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's, Can it's, you it's, educate a little bit on that for people yeah. that, that wouldn't know? I would love if you educated. Absolutely. So basically activation can be in many forms. You can use uh, something that has its own energy. Um, and that's where sort of like blood magic comes into it and DNA and things like that. But there's also a very large visual component, a visualization component of witchcraft where you can visualize the thing uh give it light color um give it a purpose it's very um it's animism so animism is where you know that everything has its own energy its own spirit so it's tapping into that and not demanding but almost requesting that they aid you in what you're doing um, so rubbing, you know, rosemary on a candle and thinking it's going to protect you is, it's just a rosemary scented candle now. Like you haven't tapped into the energy of rosemary. You haven't asked it to protect you. You haven't visualized the activation process. Um, so, <laughs> and it's really, and I mean, I could talk about it forever because every, and the combinations of things are infinite in what you're doing so when people like when people say oh you know all the herbs okay correspondence is really important and there are defined properties for a lot of things but you can also you can look outside the box you can it's anything that you want it, you don't even have to use herbs I barely use herbs to be honest I go out in nature and I find whatever it is that I need and I'll use that I'll use two sticks I'll rub two sticks together if that's what I feel called to do you know if I need to cause friction in something you know you can you can use the literal interpretation of things as well um the yeah it's the intent behind it is and visualizing what you mm -hmm. want and what you're intending this to do is just as important as making sure that you are physically doing what needs to be done as well. Absolutely. Is that representation, what you mean? Yeah, representation is important. So your candle or whatever it is that you're doing, puppets, you know, whatever. It can be anything. The correspondent component is the properties and what you're drawing in from the things around you. Uh, and that can be anything correspondence can be anything you can correspond to i don't know 
like literally there's no there's there's nothing that you can't correspond to activation is where the magic happens and using a conduit is how you actually get the idea into the world so birthing it into creation and then tethering as well nobody talks about tethering and um how to give your working long-lasting energy so it continues to work because the working will um will last as long as the energy that you provide it so you know you want a quick influx of something okay you don't need a lot of energy for that but you do still need a way for it to get to you so people wanting to do money spells do you have a way for this money to get to you do you have a side hustle do you have an idea um it's not just waiting for a check to come in the mail it doesn't work like that um you got to work with and a lot of people don't understand as well that when you do a working it doesn't mean that this thing is just going to magically fall in your lap. Doors will open for you to walk through and circumstances will arise and opportunities that you have to take in order for the thing to materialize. There's a lot more than just sitting back and waiting for it to come in. Oh, I wish I could hug you when you just said that. (laughs) I always, and I use the word manifesting because I think that people most understand what that word means especially people just Mm -hmm. starting to practice or that don't practice at all and are listening but I always say you can't just ask for it to happen and then sit back and be like how come it hasn't happened yet well you lit a money candle but that doesn't mean that money is gonna come in like you said you're not just gonna get a random check from somebody a family member is not gonna die and leave you an inheritance Mm -hmm. you lit the money candle saying I'm out here you know I started this business I'm doing this I'm putting all of this energy out and now I'm gonna put that energy into this candle so that this flows into abundance Mm mm-hmm And it is also, you also have to trust in yourself that what you are doing is actually going to be fruitful. If you don't think that what you're doing is going to make any money, how dare you light a money candle and waste that valuable magic when you're not going to do anything? Why should the universe give somebody lazy anything? Exactly. The belief factor is so important as well if you don't believe that what you're doing is going to work it's not going to like ever so um and i like i like the analogy of christians in this because uh i'm protected by jesus or the blood of christ and whatnot they're participating in protection magic because they believe it works it does work they are protected they're protected because they believe they are uh it's an interesting thing like what (laughs) it's the belief factor in a lot of religions that make people really um, confident that what they are believing in is true. So the belief factor in your working, the belief factor in your ingredients, in your abilities, uh, in the outcome is paramount. I think that taking communion is the same as protection spell work. Mm-hmm. I think that wearing the cross around your neck is the same as some people wearing the pentagram around theirs. Yep. I think that having um, crosses and things in your home is the same as um, witches well, who have brooms hanging up in their home or mm-hmm. ruins in their home. And it always drives me nuts. The, What's the word I'm trying to? The hypocrisy. That's the word. The hypocrisy (laughs) of 
thinking that other people should expect your respect to your beliefs and the way that you believe in having not the same respect or understanding for others' beliefs. Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit of a gripe of mine as well. <laughs> so did you grow up in organized religion or with family practicing the way that you practice? Yeah, uh, I didn't have any interaction with Abraham, uh, Abrahamic religion until I was a teenager. Um, my, I grew up uh, on a little farm in uh, like rural New South Wales, very spiritual upbringing. Um, my mother uh, did divination and she was very into astrology, uh, the paranormal. Uh, in fact, she would write notes so that I wouldn't have to attend the religious classes in school. She hated Catholicism. She uh, was sent to Catholic school and absolutely detested it. Um, and it wasn't until I was a teenager she fell into um, a bad crowd of born-again Christians, <laughs> um, a few bad eggs, and she just, she got brainwashed for a time. Um, and that's when I was introduced to uh, Christianity through her because she one day decided that we weren't um, we weren't witches anymore. We <laughs> We were, we were Christians now, and I had uh, massive issues with that. I never went to church or anything. She tried a lot. I've never been to church. Uh, but I did have to study the Bible so that I could debate her and debunk her bullshit. So I, uh, so I know a little bit. I know enough to, I, I know enough to have a theological debate about it. Um, but I, I never, um, never entered into it in any way. Uh, she's since... Um, she still considers herself Christian, but more like not, she doesn't convert, like conform to the norm. Like she does her own sort of, she does divination still, but in her own way, like with the Bible to get messages, she does protection working. She, um, she's clairvoyant. So she, she gets prophecies. She calls them instead of downloads, uh, that kind of crap. Interesting. So she's still doing the same thing. She just does it under like a different, under a name. different name. Yeah, exactly. There are people who identify as Christian witches and they use the Bible as their spell book and mm -hmm. they believe. And I actually plan on having a Christian witch on, um, on a future episode because I just find it fascinating to yeah. use the Bible in that way. Because when you think about it, there are so many stories in the Bible where you're like, magic is the only true explanation for this. Mm -hmm. It's what was being done here. This is how we were healing the lepers. And I'm, I, I like that someone taps in in that way. Yeah. It's interesting to me. I personally can't reconcile the, the rules around it. Um, I think Jesus's teachings were nice. I think, yeah, he was an ascended master. That's, that's, that's fine. I think uh, his teachings were perverted. I think. Um, Ooh, will you explain that to me? Yeah, so um, basically they've taken all of his stories and, um, you know, used them in a book to promote um, the opposite of his agenda. You know, he wouldn't turn anyone away. He um, despised capitalism and, <laughs> and all of these institutions use this book to, um, I guess confirm that what they're doing is righteous when the teachings and messages of Jesus were complete opposite of that. And they are so self-assured in the fact that, you know, Jesus would have hated the gays and all this other crap. And it's just not true. 
Oh, I agree. I don't think that's true at all. And I think that the people that actually say that are people who have memorized um, very few verses in the Bible that they have learned how to spew to people because everybody who I've ever seen come at you with a Bible verse saying (laughs) why homosexuality is (laughs) Exactly. And then you talk to them and you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Stay out of the Old Testament, please. Just stay out of it. Don't even open that. <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, yeah. So the whole Christianity thing, uh, I just have a bad taste in my mouth because obviously I it, it affected my relationship with my mother uh, in my teens um, into my early 20s because she completely changed the dynamic of our spiritual um, agreement, I guess. <laughs> And so I was very much alone after that. Um, not only that, but uh, she was really, um, she went really hard in it. So she was tyrannical with her rules about practicing. Like I, I wasn't allowed, I was allowed to keep my altar, but I wasn't allowed to practice. I wasn't um, allowed to, and you know, I was a teenager. She had all the money. So she was the one funding my practice <laughs> until then. And so that all went away. Um, the library of books that we had went away. Um, all of my tools, she like picked them off one by one. So it was really, it was really hard. So having gone from that, I mean, you have a full blown business now, right? Where you're doing spiritual work for other people. Would you explain to me kind of how you got into what you're doing now and how you started sharing that with other people? Yeah. So I've always done tarot and divination um, since I was about 14. I had, my mother uh, taught, well, she she had this beautiful tarot deck and I was obsessed with it. And so I would go and play with it whenever I could. And then eventually she got me my own. And um, I've just always, always been connected to tarot. Um, but I, you know, would only ever read for friends or for myself and whatnot. And it wasn't until three or four years ago I decided to really get back into it Um you know, and like expand it. So expand into Oracle cards and that sort of thing. Um, and really, um, really get back into it. And then I came across TikTok. And so I've been on TikTok for about two years. The first year I just watched, I didn't post anything. I just watched content and, uh, the tarot lives were coming up. And I've been in a lot of tarot lives. I've paid for a lot of tarot readings, not because I need to be read, but because I'm curious about whether or not these people are legitimate. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you're on uh, TikTok and you do tarot lives, there is a high chance I have got a reading from you. So, <laughs> um, so I was doing that and I was noticing that there were a lot of phonies and um, a lot of people just doing it for the money. And so... I I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I could do this. But I was painfully shy. Like I like sharing myself like that, that was a really, really tough thing to do. And so I just started, I like I, I did all the planning for it and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I had to build a thousand followers. So I did that mm-hmm. um just by making like small videos, um, not even really showing my face. Um um, and then I started asking people uh, if they would like questions. 
Um, so they were asking me questions in the comments and I would answer, um, I would pull the cards and answer in video format and I gained the followers that way. And then, um, so all those videos are gone because there were, there were a lot of them. <laughs> and so um, I decided to, to like clean my account and start again when I went live. Um, so I went live for the first time um, and I think I had like 10 people in there. <laughs> And it was fine. Like, um, it was interesting. Like I was learning like how to connect over the internet like that. Um, and I had a couple of naysayers, a couple of, um, skeptics. And by the end of it, they weren't skeptics anymore. And, um, it was really interesting. And I got this kind of rush of energy from it. Um, I plummeted energetically afterwards because I hadn't protected myself properly, but it was a good learning curve. And then I just started doing lives and I was giving the readings away for free as a way of kind of fucking up the system. I didn't want to take payment for it. It was like spiritual um, community service in a way. I would ask people to think of the number or guess the number that I was thinking of. And if they did, they got the reading. Um, so oh. Spirit was sending me people who really needed it. And um, from there, people started asking if they could book readings with me and I'd never even considered it um and so enough people started asking and I looked into how I could make that happen and what kind of time I had to do that um and it was really only two nights a week for an hour a night that I had available and I was getting booked out constantly um and it wasn't about the money. It was just interesting that people really wanted to connect with me like that. I, I was blown away. I never thought that that would happen. And um, so I continued to do the lives um, and I still do about once a week. I get on and, and give readings away. And um, yeah, I get booked. Out. And so I ended up um, coming into it full time. Uh, it's such a long story. My road to... Um, to doing this and freeing myself from a capitalist servitude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just was working a job I hated. So I, at first I was working a job that I loved. Um, I love the people, um, but I just wasn't growing and I felt stagnant. And so this new opportunity came in. I took it um, after a million signs, I needed a lot of pushing. Um, and the, the final Don't we sign, always? Oh, I needed so much pushing because, you know, I had been there for like 10 years. It was a, it was a big decision. Um, and so I made it, um, and it, it was tough. And my spirit team knew that, so this new position was working from home. So I would be home more so that I could make more content so that I could do more readings. Uh, so they slowly did that. And then this new job didn't end up being what I thought it would be. Um, and so I really disliked it. And there was this one particular woman who um, was butting heads with me. And because the last position, I'd been there for 10 years, like nobody fucked with me there. I'd been there for so long. If you and I were going to have it out, we were going to have it out, like in a professional way. Right. And so I, I brought that same energy into this new job, but I had no, um, I guess, clout there. <laughs> so uh, it was really, really abrasive for them. Um, and, you know, I was just, you know, putting her in a place like it wasn't professional and what she did, but was also saw that it wasn't professional in my response. And, you know, in my last job, uh, that would have been a fairly tame response. So, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, God, I hate it here. Like maybe I should go back to my last position. That day, I got a phone call. I got two offers. Um, 
an offer to go work for so one of the directors of that company broke off and started their own company and asked me to come work for them and uh, I was like oh okay well that's fortuitous uh, and it would still be work from home blah 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 then I get another phone call it's uh, my old boss that I really loved working with they also want me back but not until probably the early February and then it clicked okay so I can not take this opportunity to have three months of trying this full-time trying doing readings full-time uh, really honing in on my craft really going deep with myself pushing myself or I can just continue to work so I asked for some more signs, uh, I got them, and I quit. <laughs> and you've been able to stay doing this? You didn't have to go back to that old job? Well, it hasn't come up yet. So it's only been a month. Uh, and in that month, there were a good two weeks where I really wasn't, like, trying to I, – I, you know, I've had um, bookings, like, consistently, but I haven't really been like, hey, book a reading with me. And, like, I, you know, took a bit of a break. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the holidays are coming up. So I'm thinking I'm going to give January, like, the, my full attention in, um, I don't even know, a marketing sense or trying out new things. Um, I have some book ideas that I think would help people. Um, and a lot of people have been asking me to help with spell work um, and doing workings for them, which I've never even considered selling my craft, but that's a potential idea. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of options right now. And going back to work seems like the last thing I want to do. So <laughs> I am going to just put it out there that this is going to take off for you in whatever way you decide to do it and that you will be your own boss and you won't have to worry about how what you say is affecting somebody else because the people that are coming to you love you for the personality and the straightforward bluntness that you have. Yeah, well, that's the dream. So, and that's what I love about TikTok. People, you know, I know I'm not for everyone, but the people I'm finding, you know, we're very similar and it's, it's so cool. I love it. I've never been part of a community like this before. I've always searched for it but never found it and until now. So I'm so happy. The TikTok algorithms hate me. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I, I follow, I mean, I have followers and I follow people also, but um, yeah, I just, the, the algorithms of TikTok haven't blessed me yet. Yeah, it was, in, I made a lot of videos um, and never really got, any sort of traction it wasn't until I <laughs> I did a video where I was like kind of clapping back at people making fun of uh, people who shuffle and get jumpers out of their tarot decks and mm -hmm. so I called the chariot card out to show them that it's not random bullshit you you have connection and control over what you're doing and you can ask for guidance in this way and that blew up. That went nuts um, because I guess people really hadn't seen that before. Um, and that's kind of where it started. That's um, in terms of like getting more followers and getting more engagement. Um, it's really interesting. That is really interesting. I love that. And I love that you're educating people at the same time that you're doing your craft the way that you is authentic to you, the way that you love doing it. You're also educating other people, which we talked about at the beginning of this. And 
I actually had somebody reach out to me on Facebook earlier and I wanted to talk to you about it. She has never practiced before, but she um, feels very drawn to spirit and she wants to start, you know, honing in on, on this craft. And she asked where somebody who is just starting from the beginning should start at. And I said, you know what? I feel like I have the perfect guest that I'm going to talk to tonight that would be able to help. So do you have advice for somebody who, you know, feels drawn to this? Cause I believe anybody is a witch that feels a calling Absolutely. And I would love to know what your opinion and what your advice would be. Yeah, my, I, I wish somebody, I think the best place to start is with practicing energy work. So that is sitting down, go sit on some grass, tap into the energy of the earth, tap into crystals are great, trying to like practicing, you know, doing that thing where you rub your hands together and feeling the, the energy that the friction makes there. So that's, um, you know, kinetic energy. Um, there's so many different types of energy, like playing with it, feeling it. What does it feel like to you? Um, when you close your eyes and touch it, what do you see? Um, because we all have different extra sensory abilities and some of them are stronger than others so do you see a color do you taste it do you just know what it is um playing around with that sort of psychic aspect because like i said before activation is so important and if you if you can perceive the energy if you can identify it you can tap into it and that's that's the magic that's how it works so and you don't need to be doing a working per se to be able to do that you go outside and you know what is the energy of a daffodil what is that what is image does that give you um and intuitively what properties do you think that this has and then go look it up and see if you are intuitively correct and if not hey now you know what it is and doesn't mean that your intuitive guess wasn't right it just means that now you know a little bit more um that is where I would start a hundred percent and practicing visualization. Oh, visualization is huge. Um, mm -hmm. I told people, or I tell people that even just when you're starting standing in the shower and doing a cleanse on yourself mm -hmm. and imagining that, you know, the energy that you have in your body right now is red and that you want okay. to see the color of that energy flow down the drain. And then after it runs clear for you, imagining that you're being filled back up with the color blue. Yes. And just understanding that visualization and, and understanding how it feels to have that energy drained from you and then how it feels to refill that energy is so much power in and of itself and is telling spirit that like you're ready to tap into the energies of the world and and you'll do small things all the time that will end up turning into something huge and you'll be like wow I didn't even know I could do this mm -hmm. exactly yes um Getting to, and I know like my workings can look a little complicated and a little fancy, but realistically, um, you know, I built, I built on that and I've been doing this for over 20 years. So the connection that I have with my, my spirit team that I call in now to say, Hey, and my ancestors give me the working, like, what is it? Like they inspire me. I get the ideas that way. I'm not getting it out of a book. I'm writing my own and that's sort of where I think the goal for most practitioners should be. Um, I, I kind of hate the question, uh, do you have any book recommendations? 
<laughs> no, I don't have any book recommendations. Go and figure it out. Like use your imagination. <laughs> it's the best thing. Like, yes, reference books like encyclopedias and things like that. Yes, but that's only to build your knowledge base. Going and trying to perform a spell out of somebody else's grimoire is, I mean, it could work, but it's going to work a lot better if you tap into your ancestry or to your guides about the working and let them tell you what it should be. Right. Yeah. We live in this society where you are told not to trust your own self, all of your right. natural instincts and all of your things. Well, they're wrong because you should take this or you should do this. You shouldn't mm. feel that way. That's yeah. abstract and that's not normal. Yeah. I don't like rules in general. <laughs> you know what? I tell people the same thing about tarot cards though, because People will be like, well, I can't read tarot cards because I don't know what all the meaning to every card is mm -hmm. and I'm so nervous about it. Well, if you just got a deck and you paid attention to the pictures and you shuffled them and you learned what the energy of every card is, mm -hmm. every every deck and every card, it's all going to have a different meaning depending on what the deck is. Exactly. With the, I've always just, I've always just liked the traditional right away. I don't stray too far into other tarot decks. Um, it's just the one I'm most connected to. So I'm like too old now. I'm not going to change it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I always like with tarot, especially like, yeah, sure. There's a system. There's a system. Um, and there are defined meetings, but that's a guide. When you right. start intuitively reading, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know that that's the ballpark of what this card means, but you know, the energy, especially around the rest of the cards around it, it means this. Um, and one of, the, one of the exercises that I suggest in that is um, pull one card a day. Just pull it out. Don't look it up. Do nothing. Go live your day. Go just don't think about it again. Come back at the end of the day. Look at the card. Look up the meaning. Now, what events happened in your day that could you know, roundabout look at, like, roundabout way? Sorry, one second. Yes? How much will it take? It takes as long as it takes out. If you come in again, we're not going to sushi. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get me to do things too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Bribing her. Uh, sorry, sorry. Where was I? <laughs> um, you pull one tarot card a day, come back at the end of the day, see what happened with your day and how that made you feel. Yeah, so and the events of it. So it gets to the point now if I pull a card and the Queen of Pentacles comes out, I know that I'm going to be spending money in a way that does not make me feel guilty, in a way that I feel comfortable in. Um, so it's interesting, you know, if I if I pull the Five of Pentacles, I know, you know what, maybe I um, spend money on something I don't need today or I have a bad mindset around money today. Um, and it's just a good heads up. Um, it doesn't mean you know, oh, you know, misfortunes in, in finances today. No, it just means that, you know, maybe I should just watch the energy of it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, rules in general about anything. Um, no. Close practices aside, like I don't, I mean, I have no interest in close practices. They're closed, so I don't worry about it. But rules about anything else, no, fuck off. Yeah, there doesn't have to be specific. And that goes into people being, you know, scared to practice at all. They think that there's oh. rules in it. And, you know, I talk about this in quite a few episodes, but when I 
wanted to expand on my knowledge. I, I wanted to learn more skills. I wanted to do more spell work. I, I didn't want to just talk to spirit and be a mediumship con to it. I wanted mm-hmm. to learn different ways of the craft and the way at the time we didn't have TikTok yet was a Facebook group. And I tried multiple groups and I got people like, oh, absolutely. You should never do a spell like that. This is the way you should do it. And then people commenting and arguing. And it's Mm -hmm. like 200 comments of people doing the same thing in different ways Mm -hmm. and then yelling at each other. And I'm like, well, clearly everybody's getting the same outcome. They all are doing this spell this own way that they've crafted. And that's when I realized, like, I just got to make my own shit for this yeah pretty much there's you know the whole correspondence aspect is one thing you know trying to use lavender to hex somebody is probably not a good idea um you know you'll risk getting yourself cut off from the energy of it um you can't like that's perversion of um ingredients that's different i mean you can do it but there's a bit of a price there um, more of a consequence than a rule <laughs> right but in people saying like you can't like the hard definitive lines of you can't do this and you can't do that fuck off I can do whatever I want there may be consequences if I do but that's my business so <laughs> you can't spit on that banana and then stomp it into the ground and have a successful watch hex. me <laughs> watch me <laughs> <laughs> literally <that>. watch me <laughs> if you wanted anybody to take anything away from listening to your episode what would it be um to not to get out of any sort of fear around practicing or tapping into your abilities um that's something that I've had to not so much in my practice but uh even sharing myself there was a lot of fear around that and a lot of people that come to me for readings like they they want to do the same thing they want to share themselves they want to be a part of this community just join it Uh, I know that there is some negativity um, around, but there's good people too. And I think the good outweighs the bad. And there's always that block button. So um, get into it. Share yourself. uh, Ask questions. um, Just start. Just start practicing because, and I know me, like the conversations I've had with a lot of more experienced practitioners, we didn't have anybody telling us we couldn't do anything or that you had to research for 10 years before you could pick up a candle. We just got in there and did it. We just and we <laughs> fucked up and we made mistakes and it was fine. We figured it out. Yeah, and and it might be easier for some of us because we didn't have people saying like, "Oh no, you can't do that" or "or you can't do this." Um, but absolutely, just starting is like where you f- mm-hmm. is where you need to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take the first step. Don't be scared. Do you have um, any services that you are currently offering or is that something that's happening in the future? Um, the only service I'm currently offering is the spiritual readings. Um, I'm also doing a series of enchanted charms. So I've done one so far. It's for prosperity. It's currently on eBay for the next couple of days. Uh, the next one's going to be a psychic activation. Uh, so my plan is to do the working, show the working on TikTok and then let people know that if they're interested in the charm, they can go get it. Um, but that's a series of nine pendants. And um, yeah, I have a lot of ideas. So I guess watch the space. 
watch the space. Well, please let everybody know um, what your social medias are, where they can come and find you so that they can keep on following your journey. Yeah. So it's all Ambrosia the Witch. Um, on TikTok, it's Ambrosia underscore the witch, un- underscore the underscore witch. Uh, Instagram, it's the same. Um and that's pretty much it. I've, I keep saying that I'm going to post more on Instagram, but it never happens. So <laughs> that's something for me to work on. Uh, but yeah, mostly on TikTok uh, with my videos uh, and lives. Um, and you can connect to my booking page through my bio on both Instagram and TikTok. Perfect. And I link all of that in the description so that anybody um, can go back at any time, see the episode, go and follow you. I urge everybody to follow you. Um, At the time that this podcast is going to come out, I will tag you in a TikTok video. I will tag you on Instagram um, with links to the episode so that everybody can go on, listen and easily find you. I really, I'm still just blown away that people are interested in hearing about my craft and want to engage with me. It's still something that just shocks me. So, um, yeah, maybe we can do this again when I uh, will come to terms with it. Yeah, let I absolutely would love to have you on, especially when um, I I truly feel in my spirit that you are going to just take off with um, whatever business you decide to do with this. I know that you're not money motivated in this, which um, no. I think are the people who end up getting abundance from it. Um, <laughs> so I am putting that energy for you that you don't even have to go back to a job because this is you get to practice and do what you love. Um and I would just love to have you back in the future. Tell me what, where you're at, what's going on, and we can. I'll just keep following you, and we'll just keep touching base. I would love that. Thank you. You are very welcome. Well, then that is a wrap for us, and um, I just hope that you have a fabulous night. Thank you, too. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.